Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Tonight, it's a new episode of All Rise, the legal drama where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor, we're going to trial. Simone Misik is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench. Everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull, tonight at 9, 8 central on CBS. Tonight, it's the CBS original comedy, The Neighborhood. I need at least a month to prepare for a debate, not six hours. Actually, it's four hours. <laughs> no, my watch is broken, too. With Cedric the Entertainer, Max Greenfield, and guest star Wayne Brady. You gotta fund the schools or graduate fools. I stole all my lines. Look, don't worry, I got a plan. Okay, well, what is it? Okay, so I don't have a plan. A new episode of The Neighborhood. You're gonna have to give them a show. Tonight, 8, 7 central on CBS. I think I've been pretty consistent the last few years that, you know, we have to look to improve this team through the draft or via trades. And free agency is always going to be an option, free agency, but that's not our primary you know, manner in which we plan to go about improving the team. So just getting a pick, um, you know, first of all, not moving back and then, you know, getting a pick moved up to number three, it's going to provide us with a lot of options. That's right, baby. We're number three. We're number three. We're number three. We're number three. Oh, it we're feels so three. good. Oh, it feels so good. You could tell where we're at in Charlotte sports when moving up to number three is this exciting. But tell me you aren't excited if you're a Hornets fan. You're listening to Sports Radio FNZ. Mac and Bone are with you, delivered by Bojangles. Remember to listen to us on that Radio.com app, too. You'll hear us wherever you go if you download the radio. <laughs> Radio.com app. Boney, it really is. And listen, we can't try to be a city we're not. We're not Boston. <laughs> we're not, you know, we're not one of these cities with a ton of sports success. Let's just l- be honest about who we are, right? Let's be self-aware. Getting the number three That's pick. That's what my dad tells me. Be honest with who you are. And, son, you're not very good at many things. <laughs> and and we're drafting third, and that's a big deal in our city. It just is, man. And that's why, Bone, I got a little annoyed with you today because I thought you were killing my joy. Because I was trying to. I was just making but, a statement early, and I didn't even get really started on my statement. And I got – Mac is a – Mac put the half-court trap on me. I didn't get the ball past half-court. All of a sudden, I was I had to give the ball up. Because, I got suffocated. No, we don't want to go back there. We're family. We don't want to fight again. I, well, I'm sorry I called you some names. I will. <laughs> Did I, I say them out loud? I just want to dream today, and I want to think about okay, who do we want to drop? Because let, let's just start with way, way Jay Billis looked looks at the draft. Jay Billis believes there's a top three. He believes it's Lamelo Ball, um, Anthony Edwards, and James Weissman. So if you believe Jay Billis has correctly identified the top three, which one of those three would you most like to drop to us? To me, it's Edwards or Ball. We get one of those guys. I would be ecstatic. I think they have the highest upside in the draft. I think Anthony Edwards has the ability to be a takeover-the-game scorer, a three-level scorer, a guy you get the ball to on the wing and you watch him work. And we have not had that in a long time. And I think he would. Ma- I think he'd go very well with Devontae Graham. 
You know, 6'5", big 225 strong shooting guard with Devontae over there at the point. LaMelo Ball has point guard skills, but he's 6'7". You can play a big guard like that with Devontae Graham as well. Now, the problem with LaMelo is I don't think he's going to shoot it like Anthony Edwards will ultimately shoot it in the NBA. But, dude, you heard Mike Schmitz talk about it last night on draft coverage. He's the lead draft analyst for ESPN. Might have the biggest upside in the draft. Bone, I want upside. I want to swing for the fences. We have drafted so many role players. I am just strictly looking at potential. So that's why I look at two 19-year-old kids who the scouts say their potential is up there at the top. I don't care necessarily about ready to play right away. Like, do you look at it? The, you look at it differently than me, though. Well, there's, think, there's right? a question about Lamelo Ball, and it's not just about his father driving Michael Jordan crazy, which would be kind of entertaining for us here. If if uh, Lavar was in town, MJ might be at the golf course quite a bit on the weekends that Lavar uh, enters the uh, it would be, city line. There would be a sideshow going the, on. The question I have with Lamelo Ball and Devontae Graham is Lamelo Ball, not a great shooter from three. Shot 25% in his limited action last year in the NBL and NBL in Australia. So he's not a great shooter. So playing him off the ball, he's more of a, a facilitator. Can you play them together, Devontae and Ball, with Graham off the ball? Is Graham a big enough too good? Does that work? I guess in 2020, give me your opinion. Does it work ball on the ball, Devontae off the ball? Yeah, Would it that does come because okay. ball can guard the big guard at the okay. other end. Okay. That's what I think. But but again, now I'll say this. In fairness, Anthony Edwards only shot 29% from three right. last year. Who um, Anthony he, Edwards compared he, as a hybrid of Dwayne Wade and Donovan Mitchell, by the way. So that's the, if you're wondering Anthony Edwards' game, that is the, the high, high, high ceiling that you would have if he maxed out his potential – that, that's 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 high living, but that's what they say. He might I, I do think that LaMelo Ball, though, is going to score more than his brother. Like, I think a lot of people are turned off because of the goofy dad, who, by the way, has been pretty quiet lately. LaVar seems to, I don't want to jinx it, but he seems to have calmed down a bit. And then also because of his brother. But I think that this is the best ball. That is my understanding. I don't know about what you're reading. Uh, this is, and by the way, this kid, uh, LaMelo Ball, thing I like about this kid he has been playing against older kids and grown men for a long time. His dad, and maybe his dad actually did something, right? His dad moved him up. His dad had him constantly playing with Lonzo. Yeah. And I don't know who the other kid is. Who's <laughs> the other balls? We Angelo. Jello. We Angelo. Jello, yeah. Jello ball. He had him playing up with older kids throughout his youth. He actually moved him up to high school so he could play uh, with Lonzo. When Lonzo was a senior and he was a freshman, he was supposed to be an eighth grader. He then went and played against grown men in Australia. I, I think there's something to be said for the fact that this kid might be mature. He actually, too, was mature enough to make a decision. I'm getting the heck away from my dad's stupid BBB brand as well. Like <laughs> So I just feel like this kid's had experiences, Bone, where he might be a little more mature uh, than the average 18, 19-year-old kid. But, yeah, the shooting's got to – he also kind of has a two-hand kind of shooting motion. It's yeah, not pretty. It's not, it's, well, Ed, it's Edwards not is silky smooth, dude. I'm telling you, watch Edwards' video. Now, again, Edwards had highs and lows, but he was a young player. You just watch, like, the highlight video of Edwards and tell me that ain't smooth. That is smooth as a baby's bottom. When wow. he gets it and he squares and he jab steps, puts it on the floor and raises up, dude, I'm telling you right now, it is poetry watching that. Now will he will he be there? Uh, the Timberwolves and the Warriors are one and two. We'll see if the Warriors stay at two. You know they're still in the middle of their dynasty here, despite it being paused for a year. You so think they could trade? We'll see if they maybe they like Edwards. I, I the Warriors. 
I don't know what they're going to do. Are they going to stay at two? Are they going to try to get something for the number two pick? I don't know. Does Edwards have – does another team t- uh, trade up and get Edwards? We'll see. I like James Wiseman at three if he's there. James Wiseman, the center from Memphis, 19 years old, 7'1", 240 with a 7'6 wingspan. Now, his defense is way ahead of the offense right now. He's compared as sort of a Hassan Whiteside, DeAndre Jordan player, which means that very good defensively, very raw upside on offense – so far, what what do you think the downside would be to James Wiseman being the pick? Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, that's not. That's I like Wiseman. That's a, a guy lot. I hope goes one or two. I just first of all, I don't think centers make that much of an impact in today's game. I think if you look at the reasons why teams are great nowadays, it's because somebody with the ball in their hands that initiates the offense is a, is a great player. Like, and I just like is Wiseman going to be able? Someone was trying to say Wiseman's going to be Anthony Davis. Are you kidding me? Like, first of all, we only saw three games at Memphis and two were against scrubby teams. And then he basically quit on the team. Um, but do we like are we thinking I don't even know, Bone, if he can shoot a, a, a jumper from 20. Like, is he going to put it on the floor? Like to me, Bone, like you compared him to DeAndre Ayton. Is DeAndre Ayton going to be a huge difference maker in the NBA? He's like, had a, he's he, going to, he was big in that bubble for them. He played like, well. He's good. But honestly, Devin Booker is the star there. I'm trying to draft a star. I don't think I don't think a center whose offensive game is limited and who we don't know if they can step outside or not. Like I just I'm trying to draft star potential. I think Edwards and Ball have star potential though. Yeah, it's so it's so and it's so hard for us to to talk about star potential and upside. We don't see these guys a lot. We see James Wiseman in college for a couple of games. Lamelo Ball's in Australia for twelve games. There's a t- this is this is one of the tough. It gets tougher and tougher by the year. We follow the college game. We love the NBA draft stuff. It's so hard to figure these things out because we're talking about eighteen and nineteen year old kids. And it's one thing if they played in college for a full year, like a Zion would have, or another player of that. But we don't. We're seeing guys this year, international players, guys that played three games, Lamella Balls overseas. This is one of the toughest drafts to read, but a guy I know for sure that will be good. I'm confident, 100% confident that he's going to be good. Maybe not great is Obi Toppin from Dayton. I saw Obi Toppin. There's some Kenyon Martin there, both in size and production. Not saying exact because I think Kenyon Martin was further along defensively, but I think there's some Kenyon Martin there. I know wherever he goes, Obi Toppin will contribute. The problem with Obi Toppin for the Hornets would be they just drafted P.J. Washington. They just drafted Miles Bridges. How would Obi Toppin fit in to the forwards that they have? Yes, it's an error. He probably wouldn't. It's an error positionless basketball. I just don't know how you fit Obi Toppin into that, but he is my, actually, he's my favorite player in this draft right now. Yes. See, I don't, I just don't. I've been saying that for months. I just don't know if he has the upside. Again, he might be a safer bet. Than Lamelo Ball, but I like I honestly. Well, Obi Toppin came from like, France. Like I'm trying to hit a home run, man. I don't know if I'm this draft is full a, home runs. Though. That's I'm the trying problem. to hit a home run. We have hit singles in the draft on the regular. Singles get you nowhere. Like for example, Rick Bunnell was on the show yesterday with I think it was Wilson and Parcell, and he said they asked him what you need in the draft. He says a difference maker. He says you don't have anybody on this team that is going to get you advanced in the playoffs. Right? Yeah. Like, that's what we need. Is James Wiseman going to advance us in the playoffs, or is he going to be a support player? Is Obi Toppin going to advance us in the playoffs, or is he going to be a support player? 
Anthony Edwards and Mellow Ball, I feel in my bones, Boney. And when have I been wrong on the draft? Uh, I feel I've in my bones here. that they have the chance. Probably do have the list Not here. a lock, certainly, but a chance to be a guy that carries you in, the, in the, a round or two into the... Here's, here's the thing about Obi Toppin. If Obi Toppin was playing in France, and we just heard the name Obi Toppin and saw YouTube clips and heard stuff about Obi Toppin, we would say, oh... We'd this fall in love with fall in love. <laughs> but Obi Toppin... Played, Which brings now, me to the Israeli player that now, I'm intrigued by. You now almost get punished for playing in college basketball, and we see you for two years. If Obi Toppin was just the name Obi Toppin from France, we'd say, wow. This dude's doing between the legs dunks on breakaways. This dude's like Kenyon Martin in some ways in terms of size. We'd fall in love with Obi Toppin, but because he played at Dayton in college, now we we go, oh yeah, Obi Toppin. I don't know. He's I like three Obi Toppin. years older than than Ball I, I and Edwards though. Like the, you know, I don't think he fits the Hornets per se, but I wish he would because I really like Obi Toppin. Well, Cupcheck says we're not in a position to worry about positional fit. We got to add the best player, the best player, the best player, and then you work it out, right? Yeah. Um, if you're okay, if you're a Charlotte sports fan and you're a Hornets fan. Like, do you share this excitement? Like, I this has changed my mood. This has this this winning, not even winning because we finished third. <laughs> the bronze medal, and I'm excited. This moving up in the draft lottery for the first time in 21 years has made me feel like I don't even I don't know how to describe it. Like, this has given me such a bounce in my step bone, and that's why I that's why I want to try to make the most out of it and hope that there's someone there that has potential to be a difference maker. But I do realize what you said in the first hour when I got angry at you. Like, it is not seen as this great draft, you know. But if you're a Hornets fan, are you excited? I know a ton of you are texting in, and is there a player that, that the thought of a player really gets you excited because that's kind the, of where the, I am now. Just the thought of getting one of these guys, maybe, just maybe, I watched, we get our difference made. I watched hours on these guys in the springtime, and then the draft got moved and whatnot. But uh, Isaac Okoro, Mac, is the one guy from Auburn I want nothing to do with. He's he's a right, To me right now, he's a poor man's Nas Little. Think about that for a second. I think, yeah, down the line, good defensive player. Yeah, but there's I, 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 in terms of top five pick for Okoro, get him out. Get him out. Oh, no. He shouldn't Max, be able speaking to, of your draft, to, I have a song that you made here. Because Uptown Monk's going to score for you. Yeah, when have I ever been wrong with the draft? Because Uptown I, Monk's going to score for you. I was, okay. For the record, I wanted Donovan Mitchell over Monk, but then I got very excited. We got about really Monk, excited though, for him. I got very excited about Monk. Monk's going to score for you. We're also excited for the Matt Rule era here in, in Charlotte with the Panthers. But what does Joe Theismann, NFL legend, think of Matt Rule and Teddy Bridgewater? We'll hear an interview we did yesterday with Joe Theismann. Up next with Mac and Bone on Sports Radio FNZ. Sports Radio FNZ, it's the Mac Attack. We're going to get right back into the Hornet stuff at 740. I have a vibe that my excitement is not being matched to the level in the Queen City among sports fans that I was hoping for today. I just, I'm getting a vibe, getting a vibe on audience feedback, getting a vibe. So anyway, we'll get into that. Mac and Bone on Sports Radio FNZ. Uh, we're, we got to talk a little bit of uh, Panthers here and, and some uh, questions about the NFL in general with a friend of the show, Joe Theismann, legendary quarterback for the Redskins, NFL analyst, actor on Hallmark movies. Just ask him to tell you all about it. <laughs> we had a chance to catch up with him after the show yesterday, and you're going to want to hear what he says about Bridgewater because he disagrees with somebody in this studio pretty big. But the first thing I wanted to know is he has been kind of involved with Alex Smith and kind of pumping him up in this comeback. He's been talking about it on national shows. How excited is Joe Theismann after his nasty leg injury with the Redskins to see Alex Smith back at practice? Well, I got so excited, first of all, that he was cleared to be able to 
participate and the doctors cleared him to do things. Secondly, to be out on the practice field and watch some of the video, I was just so excited for Alex. I know what he went through to get there. I know how hard he worked to get where he was. And I'm just so darned excited about it for him. We're talking to Joe Theismann here on the Technicom Hotline on Sports Radio FNZ. Joe, Teddy Bridgewater, do you feel he can be a franchise quarterback moving forward, or is he sort of a stopgap after Cam before the Panthers find their next quarterback? No, I think I think Teddy can be your quarterback there for the next five, six years very easily. Um, he did some great stuff down in New Orleans. I mean, here's another guy. You talk about somebody fighting to come back. That knee injury had, people didn't think he'd be able to come back from it. True. And uh, he's proved his mobility. He's a winner. He understands what he needs to do. He throws the ball very well, has athleticism to be able to move around. Um, so, you know, I mean, with Cam moving on, and Cam, you know, Cam's been hurt the last couple of years, so we really haven't seen what the true Cam has been um, and since that really the Super Bowl run. And I think Teddy has the ability to be able to make plays with his legs and give everybody an opportunity to be able to, he distributes the ball well, you give guys a chance to make plays. Let, uh, let me ask you this, Joe. And by the way, I'm just getting ready to argue and debate about quarterbacks with a guy that played quarterback in the NFL. So, uh, Joe, I realize how absurd <laughs> this is, okay? I, I I can't play quarterback on Madden, for goodness sakes. But He thought you were just the Hallmark movie and, guy. <laughs> am I yeah, wrong? I am I wrong to look? Jack uh, of all trades. <laughs> <laughs> why do – like, I look at Teddy and I look at a guy like – and I think he's similar to Alex Smith. Like, where in Kansas City, they won with Alex Smith, but to get to the next – level they had to go get you know a a transcendent type franchise quarterback with way more measurables and arm strength am i wrong to want somebody like trevor lawrence or justin fields and say they have more of that franchise quarterback ability than than teddy bridgewater does who is just kind of solid why is that wrong not that i want not that i would argue with you but my point of view is is, and you guys have heard me say this on a number of occasions, the quarterback position is the single most dependent position on the field. And it's a very young offense. I mean, you've got a young, talented offense. Uh, and, you know, the Panthers invested every one of their draft choices on the defensive side of the ball. And they've you know, got some good people on the, on the offensive side. I think this offense still runs through Christian McCaffrey. I mean, that's, that's where yeah. it has to run through. And, and really, Teddy will be able to add some of the running aspects of it. He'll be able to do some things with it. I think Teddy can be the guy. You just have to give him a chance. I mean, he wasn't going to be the guy in New Orleans. I mean, he and he could have been if he chose to stay at a lesser dollar, but he chose to move on. I, I think it's a great place for him to be at his age, where he is in his career, and with the experience that he has in Carolina. I like it. Joe Theismann pleading with me, Bone, to give Teddy a chance. <laughs> I've been, how come I say it for months and all of a sudden Joe Theismann says it? You're nodding your head over there. It, it, it hits. It registers more with me when Joe oh, says yeah. it. Oh, yeah. It does. It does. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand why. We're talking to Joe Theismann here on Sports Radio FNZ and the Technicom Hotline. Uh, Joe, who do you think is more primed for long-term success with their new franchises, Matt Rule here in Carolina or former Panthers coach Ron Rivera now in D.C.? You know, it's a very interesting question, and oddly enough, I anticipated that question. <laughs> That's like you can find that in, one, in, in my book, How to Be a Champion Every Day. I talk about anticipation. But what I did was is they're both, they both have very young football teams. They both have in potentially what amounts to young quarterbacks. If Dwayne Haskins becomes the starter, 
they're, they're going to give Alex a chance to be able to try and work himself in. I don't know where it's going to wind up ultimately as far as a 53-man roster goes. But I think both of them have a very, very young football team that they will be able to mold and shape from a culture standpoint, from a talent standpoint, from an execution standpoint, uh, in, in a similar way. I mean, you know, with Phil there on defense, I mean, he's been with Matt for 40 years. Uh, Jack Del Rio has been a, a defensive coordinator, head coach in this league for a number of years. So you see similarities in them, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, I, I think that it all depends on how well the quarterback position plays. Um, if it can be solid and consistent, then you can work around it. I think there, there are as many questions on the offensive side of the ball in Washington as there are for Carolina. You know, the defensive line was an issue for Carolina a year ago. And so they went and invested all those young guys in it. Now, here's the problem with the pandemic. They're basically only going to have about one month of training camp, one month of anything. Yeah. You know, OTAs, mini camps, they didn't exist. Preseason games, it's tough to evaluate people. So here you are in a situation where you wind up saying, what have I got? I'm looking at the first three regular season football games, guys, as preseason games. They have to get in shape. You don't know what kind of conditioning the guys are going to be in. I mean, there's it, it's such a different world right now. No doubt. Unprecedented. It's going to be weird. You know, what we're going to see is going to be different, I'm sure, first few weeks. Last question for me, Joe, for you is you mentioned Cam and the Panthers moving on from Cam. What do you think about the marriage of Cam Newton and Bill Belichick? Do you look at that and say, man, that can work, or do you have doubts about it? Well, we know how how Bill likes to run his organization. He likes to be the singular voice. Cam has already come out and said he's not going to be, you know, he's not going to sit back. He's going to be himself, which I think is, is great. If that's what gets you to a point where you're able to compete at the level you need to compete at, then that's what you do. Um, he, I, you know, I mean, how much I, I read where they're talking about maybe using everybody up there at the position, not just Cam. And, and again, I think it's unfortunate for Cam not to have had an opportunity to be able to join a football team earlier and really get more comfortable in the system. Uh, it's it, you know there's so many things that's happened. Same thing with Dwayne in Washington. Same thing with Teddy in in Carolina. Uh, same thing with uh, Tua down in Miami. Uh, Burrow in Cincinnati. These these guys have not really had a chance to get into the systems that they're playing in. I think in Cam's case, this is a great way to lay a foundation for a future four or five year career going forward. We're talking to Joe Theismann here, Sports Radio FNZ, Technicom Hotline. Joe, real quick before I let you go, uh, Mac, my partner here, was telling me during a break today how much he hates Notre Dame. When I was, gonna, I told him I wouldn't tell you that, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> That's a, listen, every everybody has to make a choice in life. Sometimes you make bad decisions. <laughs> That's okay. I feel. Right. I mean, it's, hey, listen, I re, I respect the fact that you like somebody, even though it's not Notre Dame. That that doesn't speak. You know, I mean. Well, it's just a shame. <laughs> <laughs> I've confessed this sin to Joe before. I've been in confession before. I know, but he's, you know, he needs to be reminded yeah. once um, in a while. By That's the way, true. Joe. All right, Joe. Every time we get you on, it's like the Home Shopping Network with Joe Theismann. You already put in a word for your book. Like, what? Are, what do you want to? This is your time, man. We bugged you for nine minutes. What? What do you got going on? You need to tell us about. You're, you guys did well. Obviously, the book is out now. It's called How to Be a Champion Every Day. You can get it on Amazon or Barnes and Noble, and. Uh, it's it's really stories about my career. It, it's a business book. It's a book about life, and it's a book about the relationship between the world of sports, the world of business, and our own lives. And uh, it's something I enjoy. And, of course, I've got a commercial running out there for Easy Medicare. 
Uh, for some people that are certain ages, it's important that you make sure that you have a, a Medicare supplement to take care of yourself. And I'm waiting on a script for a new movie. But as soon as we start shooting again, we'll do another Hallmark movie. Yeah, yeah man. Yes. I, need to, I need to see Joe's face, uh, a friendly face like Joe, when my wife makes me watch these Hallmark movies. All right? I need to see you there, man. Oh, now listen. Say that. Hold one second. You said your wife makes you watch them. Tell them the truth. You really enjoy it. Yeah, I can't lie, Joe. I, I get down. I get the popcorn ready. You know what I mean? Grab a hazy IPA. I'm going to watch some Hallmarks. All right, I'm not you know it's lie. a good. You know it's a good ending. You know, yes, it's happy. But like, we right now we're trying to decide: Will the Hornets drafting third have a happy ending? Some of you are still cynical. Some of you, like me, want to be dreamers and believers on this special day. But with Hallmark, you know the ending will be beautiful. Christmas uh, is always going to be saved on a Hallmark movie. It will be. You know that. You know that, man. And and that's uh, and we, I don't know. I don't know if Teddy Bridgewater is going to save Christmas here well, in Carolina. But Joe Theismann's all in on him. Bone, you're, by the way, one of the most annoying things about you, your reaction anytime one of our analysts comes on and we ask about Teddy Bridgewater and he says Teddy Bridgewater is a franchise quarterback. No, you're practically you dancing fight. over there no, when that happens. No, because you want to fight the guy so much and argue, but you're going to be respectful because it's a guess. So exactly. you, he answered the question. He said Teddy Bridgewater, franchise guy for five or six years. That does seem kind of like a long time. I admit that. But then you go in there and you try to... You try to double down on the question. You try to go in there and try to fight Joe Theismann. I try to twist his arm a little bit. You try to do an arm twister, and you, you, what happened there? You got sent back in. But here's the thing. Yeah, he, he didn't get. He didn't bend. He didn't bend. He didn't break. He didn't. You know, he didn't back down. But you but tried though. What's cra- it cracks me up? Would you try though? I tried to get. I tried to go LT on him and intimidate him. I did. I'm not gonna lie to you. Here's the deal though, Bone. I um listen. I respect his opinion. There have been a lot of people on here. Jake Delome too. A lot of people have said they think he's franchise quarterback. Time will tell. Uh, he t- matter of fact, Theisman, the quote from Theisman was, give Teddy a chance, Matt. And a lot of you have said so, that to me. That's the, that's the rallying cry. Give Teddy a chance. His chance. Give Teddy I'm a just chance. cynical. I'm skeptical. I know. But it's not like, what do you think? Coach Roll's going to listen to me and be like, ah, I can't give that Teddy a chance. This guy Mac on the radio doesn't like, you know what I mean? He's going to get his chance. Let's see what he can do. But anyway, all right. So uh, wait, score one for the Teddy fans, Bone. We have not had a lot of good, positive sports stuff, Matt, to talk about in Charlotte the past year or beyond even. But we did last night. Hornets get the number three pick in the draft. Continued reaction to that with Mac and Bone on Sports Radio FNZ. Let's just operate under the assumption they they get some good fortune tonight and they land a top four pick of any kind. Who's the pick? Who should it be? Top four pick of any kind. I do like Ball. You like Lamelo Ball? Yeah, I do. From what I've seen, I mean, a big big point guard. He can handle. He can pass. Uh, I think he's better than his brother. I think it'd be hard to turn him down. Obi Toppin, you know what you're going to get. I think he'll be a good pro. I would love that pick. For a long time. I would love that I, I think those two guys kind of catch my attention. Again, I don't know the kid from Tel Aviv, and, and I'd have to do a deeper dive on him. But Toppin, you're going to get a good kid who can play basketball. And then Ball is unique with his size as a point guard. That's Kyle Bailey on Sports Radio FNC yesterday on the clubhouse asking a question that now matters. <laughs> I heard that moment on the show, and I thought, I don't think that question is going to matter, though, tomorrow. It's fun, It's fun, you know, on Thursday. I was wrong. Bailey, your question, and Coach Doherty, your answer matters today because the Hornets, for the first time in 21 years, have moved up in the draft and do pick third. Uh, Mac and Bone with you, delivered by Bojangles. 
Uh, so he likes Toppin, who's one of your guys. Yeah. He likes Lamelo Ball, who is one of my guys. So he gave us each a little something there, Bone, that I think you and I agree with. Um, I just want to know today, I know a lot of y'all are getting in the car, heading out of work. Heck, a lot of you maybe working from home or whatever, and, and, and you're you know, putting us on the app or, whatever, or radio.com app, whatever it might be. But, like, do you are you excited today? Are you feeling pumped up, like, with some hope as a Hornets fan? That's what yesterday gave me, Bone. And one of the things right now that I want to talk about is I just – I still feel like there's a lot of negative Nancys out there, at, whereas – we get this luck that we haven't had in 21 years in the city in the draft lottery, right? We were 0 for 15 since the Bobcats started, you know, in terms of moving up. We've either stayed still or moved back. I was one and, for my lifetime as a Knicks and a Hornets fan. Uh, Patrick yeah. Ewing in 85, and guess what? That was I, wasn't, your only one. I wasn't there for the controversy back then. That was your only one. So, <laughs> like, it's just, to me, that's what I'm saying. This is something that should be celebrated. We should let our minds run. We should think about who are we hoping is there at three. But instead, I check out the feedback, and, it, and, I, and I know maybe, maybe that's my problem, Bo. Maybe I'm letting other people drag me down. But, like, it just feels like people are not on my level of excitement about this. And why is that? I, th- let me read just a couple of the texts. We'll kind of get into our conversation here. Uh, B Money says, I'll be happy, Mac. When I, uh, how can I be happy when I know MJ will draft another big white stiff? Another texter says, I have no faith in Michael Jordan as an evaluator of talent and potential. No, 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 Mitch no. Kupchak's that, doing the draft. That's not fair. Kupchak's been good in the draft so far for the Devontae Graham, P.J. Washington. They've done a very nice job. Uh, the, the, the Martins? By all accounts. They've done a very nice job. No, no. Totally. This is a different era Jordan, right now. That's what I'm saying. Jordan's laying off and Mitch Kupchak is doing work. Now, other people are siding with Bone. Bone and I got into it in like the first five minutes of the show. This texter says, Bone tried to tell you this draft sucks earlier, but you bit his head off. Brian says, there are zero stars in this draft. I'm team Bone. Bone told you there were zero stars. It wasn't what you wanted to hear, so you lashed out. So now people are I, – I feel like you are, are like these fans, though, Bone. There are, zero, I, there are zero known stars right now. There are some drafts, like a year ago, where Zion, star. R.J. Barrett, I think a star still. John ja Morant, we kind of knew. There are certain drafts where you can just see it right there. Well, yeah, that not, no one's saying it's that sort this, of draft. This draft has so many unknowns, and I think that's why the excitement level may not be matching yours at the moment. Because if we don't know a lot of the players because we haven't seen them, then certainly a lot of the fans and listeners out there, there's just this is I've never seen a draft with more unknowns than this one. Has. No, I agree with you on that, but like I just I'm not going to let that kill my joy. Like, I don't know who we think we are. We're Hornets fans. We're the ugly dude that gets one date every five years. And you, you, what are you going to do, not be excited on the night of the date? Like, because you think it might not work out well? Like, I'm sorry, man. We got our date for the first time in a long time. We moved up in the draft order. Allow me to sit here for at least one radio show and think about the possibilities, Bone. There are plenty of stars that come out of drafts, guys, you don't expect to be stars. There is no doubt about it. LaMelo Ball and Anthony Edwards, in my opinion... And, if, and it's again, my opinion is based off of what I watch. But with LaMelo, you can only watch so much. He's playing in Australia. He's playing at Spire Academy. He moved all over the place. Um, but, you know, reading scouting reports on him. Those two guys seem to me like two guys that have the upside of being transcendent players. And they may. But hold on. But here, yes, you love Edwards and Ball. And I'm not disagreeing with their upside. I get that. But we didn't get the number one pick here. 
We got the third pick. But I'm saying, who do you want to drop to three? Again, can't. But if they're gone, but if those two are gone, and that's a very realistic possibility that Edwards and Ball go one and two in some order, then who do you want for three? Because you don't like Wiseman, right? I brought up Toppin. I don't know the fit, but as a player, I like. kid from Israel. So the Israel. uh, I guess. Avia? Denny Denny Avia? Because of upside. But but I, you know, obviously, well, for example, a scouting report I read compared uh, one of his comparables was Nick Batum. So the kid from Israel. Excuse me. <laughs> people saw Nick, that. Nick, 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 Nick Batum. It was Gallinari, Batum, and Sarah. I got sucked right on one of the websites for the street comparables. But here's the thing, though. you But you, that's the difference between you and I today. And that's why I, I got worked up at you five minutes in. Because today two, to me, two minutes and forty-seven seconds. <laughs> today to me, and I don't know. As y'all ride in your cars, you may be thinking like Bone, very down to earth, pragmatic, and just you know not getting too high. You may be sitting in your car like me. To, to me, I I want to dream today. Like the Hornets fans moved up in the lottery. I have to be honest, Bone. I didn't think I'd live long enough to see it occur. So I today want to think of it this way: Who do you want to drop to three? Who would you like Golden State or Minnesota and Golden State to pass on and be there for you? And my answer is Edwards and Ball. You, on the other hand, are being Mr. Logical, no. being Mr. Pragmatic Killjoy. And no, you're I'm saying, being well, exhausted. the chances are they're not going to no, be there, so you got to move down to your third I'm choice. I'm not being a killjoy. I'm just trying to realistically think about who might be there at three. If Edwards is this good, and he might be, I just I think Wiseman needs to be discussed as much as those two guys. And the guys that are three, four, five, and six in that area have to be discussed as much. I'm not saying don't dream. I get that. We don't know what can happen. But we're the third pick. We can't just talk about those two guys and not the other guys that might be more realistic options like a Wiseman. I think Wiseman's probably the most realistic option at number three. Do you think, would you rather, let's say this though, if you could make one of those three guys drop with your superpowers, who would it be? Uh, It's probably Edwards based off of what the franchise has needed since they came back as the Bobcats. That's a potentially we'll see elite two guard to pair with Devontae Graham. Then maybe you can move Rozier and get out of that contract, maybe move Rozier to a team, a contender that might want him down the line. But yeah, Edwards would be oh, the yeah, guy. Rozier's moving. I, I, in my mind, Rozier's moving, and I don't even know who we're dressed. Like, I just, I believe that eventually happens. But I'm not just going to talk you. about the only, the, the two guys ahead of them and not talk about the other guys that might be there. But the three. draft's mid-October. Like, we got time to do, like, today, for me today is best case scenario on October 16th is what? And to me, it's Anthony Edwards or Ball Fall, one of those two guys. That's what I'm trying to say, Bone. I know, but but uh, but you're not understanding the point here. I understand that. Yes, Edwards in the perfect world. If Anthony Edwards out of Georgia, be, we're talking NBA draft here with Mac and Bone on Sports Radio FNZ. If Anthony Edwards becomes that Dwayne Wade, Donovan Mitchell hybrid guy, that that, that is the the ceiling for him. Then obviously, if you got him at three, that's a steal. I just don't know if he's getting past the Timberwolves or the Warriors. <laughs> so wait, wait. We have to talk about it that way, Mac. We got the third pick. I love that we got the third pick. That's fine. But it's still number three. It's not number one. It's not just take your pick and put them on the Hornets. We have to see how the draft falls and how it plays out. So there's other guys you aren't even besides dreaming. those two. I you don't like Lamelo Ball. I give up on it. No, but you're up. not even dreaming. I'm though. not a huge Lamelo like, Ball fan. I'm an Edwards fan, but I'm not a Lamelo Ball fan. So, uh, But I, I, but. You, you're not talking about Wiseman enough. Why aren't you talking about Wiseman? Because it's not a big He's seven feet one. It's not a big man's game. Big men don't win. Big men don't make differences that 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 win big in the NBA anymore. It's a different era. Like and, and listen, I, I'm looking at the feedback we're getting from Hornets Nation. There are a fair amount of people that say, Mac, you're selling Wiseman short. He's very raw. There's no doubt. There, there there's upside with him, Bone. Don't get me wrong. 
He's in the upside category. And we saw him for three games in college. Again, like Obi Toppin, if James Wiseman was overseas for a year at 7'1", 240, with a, seven, with a 7'6 wingspan I, I and the defensive prowess that he has, we'd be saying, oh my gosh, look no, at this big man from no, Europe. Oh, the, we would Because too. we have not, what's the longest jumper you saw James Wiseman hit? Uh, Lamella Ball shot 29% in Australia last year from three. I understand it, but he's a playmaking point guard. I, like, so I, you're giving out numbers and talk about the negatives of Lamella no, Ball then. No, the, they're different well, players. Anthony, well, Anthony Edwards shooting numbers last year. No, he only shot 29 from three, but I defy you to watch his highlight tape and tell me that's not a smooth criminal right there. Like I, there's so they're young guys, Bone. They're they're all young guys. They're all you know not finished project. My whole thing though is to be a a guy that I want to take in the top three at center in the modern game. You got to step out and you got to do things out on the perimeter. And I don't know if he will become that. I just don't know. We, we've man. seen a lot of like guys. is he just a rim runner that blocks shots and and gives energy? Like that's not exciting at number three for me. If we that's also, all he is. We also have seen plenty of players that are 18 and 19 years old. Their games will expand out. We see it all the time. Oh, it's true. All, and, all and, of a sudden, guys work on their shot, and all of a sudden, you go. Anthony Davis wasn't a three-point shooter in college, for crying out loud. Expanded. We saw potential of it a little bit, but expanded his game. There are plenty of big men in this day and age, and all of a sudden, over time, they step their game out further and further. So they're, they're, I'm not going to say Wiseman can't do that. We don't know that for sure yet. No, it's a, it's an unknown. But I just I don't know, man. Like somebody compared him to Joel Embiid earlier. It might have been preppy. Joel Embiid ain't, ain't carrying. Like Joel Embiid is 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 a loser. He's going home from the bubble very quickly. But he's a good like, player. No, he, if Wiseman he, turns into Embiid, you take him all he, day. He's a, number three. He's a good player. said Chris Bosh last night on the telecast. Yeah, you take him at three if he ends up as good as them. I don't think Chris Bosh in college, by the way, one year limited sample size. He wasn't a great shooter per se. All of a sudden, Chris Bosh with Toronto expanded the game out further and further. I That's what know. guys did. What do y'all think about this, man? Hey, at least finally Bone is actually sta- like saying this would be exciting to pick somebody. At least you're you're showing yeah, some I'm excitement. Yeah, always, always have to be a bad guy, don't I? Always uh, have to be the bad. Always have to be the bad guy, don't I? Why are you such a bad person, <laughs> Always negative, right? Just because I'm trying to be pragmatic about something. Seven, always the bad guy. That's not what today's about, Bone. All right? Yep. The Hornets just moved up in the lottery, Bone. Leave the pragmatism at the door, my friend. Today's pragmatism about- would have told you we weren't going to move. Up. Today he's talking about only two players, but we're the third pick in the draft. 704-570-9610. If you want to get in on the building center text line or you want to jump in on the phone lines, I honestly and another reason why why I'm I'm irked today is just we I, I can't tell you the last time we have had an excited, a shared excited experience as a Charlotte sports fan. So that that's got me pretty pumped up today, Bone. The fact that we can do happy radio, or I can. Well, it's, not, it's non-COVID, it's, non-negative talk. So just talking, talking about draft prospects and possibilities is something we haven't done a whole lot of. Mark from Gastonia uh, matches my excitement. Thank you, Marky. Morning, man. How y'all doing this morning? What's, What's up, happening, baby? Marco? You're excited, Marky, aren't you? I'm excited. Hey, I got... A big, big prediction, and I'll give you who I want in a draft. All right. Yeah, the let's Hornets, do it. The, the Hornets and Panthers both make the playoffs this year. See, this is my guy, Bone. Oh can you, Mark, Lord. can you come in and co-host the rest of the show? This is the guy they, I need today. They both make the NBA playoffs? Yeah, oh, yeah, they're going to make it. 55 <laughs> wins. Anything right, else, Mark? Wins? Anything else, Who's please? the draft pick, baby? Who do you want to drop to number three? I'm not even going to give you a, a draft guy name. All we need is a guy that can score 20 points, and we'll be good. All right, that's enough. Oh, but you didn't give me a name, though. I don't know. That's enough. <laughs>
That's Arkin, enough. That's enough. You were rolling, baby. You had the mojo I was looking for. You had the positivity I needed in my Hornets rooting life today. And then you just say he did describe Anthony Edwards. I want to say that right now. He's going to be a bucket getter, Bone. That's watch him sp- attack the rack. He's ferocious. And watch him finish through contact, Anthony Edwards, too. That's a strong dude, man. That's your support staff, Mark from Gastonia. <laughs> and he did have the Panthers in the NBA playoffs as well at some point. So it's a lot. I don't know. He had the right attitude. I don't think he had the right information that we were looking for on the show. All right, y'all. We will talk about Devontae Graham going to join us at 840 on the show today. He was Mr. Good Luck last night. When we come back, Frank Garcia was all over me on Twitter about an argument involving a Matt Rule coaching decision. We will talk about it next with Frank. 